My name is Brittany, and I am so grateful that you are here and we're back and that you are here to listen to this episode, which is called, Are You Brave Enough? So I kind of want to just jump right in to this episode and start off by asking you the question, if you have ever played the jelly belly, jelly bean game that's called Bin Boozled, it's a good one. Now, you may have never heard of this before. If you haven't, you can look it up. You can Google it. They actually, um, the makers of jelly belly, jelly beans are um, the creators of the game. And it's fun to play with your friends or your family or if you have kids or grandkids. They have a great time with it. I think as adults, <laughs> I don't know. I played it not too long ago and yeah, it's one of those things that you play maybe like once in a while, but kids, younger kids and teenagers have a blast. So if you go to the website of the Jelly Belly jelly beans and you type in bin boozled the tagline that comes automatically up with this game is are you brave enough and so I kind of want to explain why they use that for their tagline I think and how that can apply to us in this podcast so bin boozled how it works is is there's pairs of two jelly beans that look exactly alike but could not taste more different. So you can either get one of the jelly beans, that's one of their most popular flavors, or one of their wildest flavors. And the catch is you won't know which ones are, which one, you know, which is the good one and which one's the bad one, unless you actually try them. And so that's where they get their tagline of, are you brave enough? And so I, like I've said, have played this game. Um, we played this game in Texas a few years ago while we were living there. My kids were all a little bit younger. And so my youngest at the time, she was almost four. And I remember she was so excited to play this game. And and you have to envision this as a three-year-old. You know, it's candy. And so she didn't know the dynamic of exactly what was about to happen. So the jelly bean that she picked was toasted marshmallow was the good choice. And if it wasn't toasted marshmallow, it was spoiled milk. And I have the video, which I will share to my social media outlets. So you guys can watch that there. It's funny. And if you, if you need a good smile or a good laugh or a pick me up, <laughs> just watch the video. It's awesome. But you can see she's so confident and she pops that jelly bean right in her mouth. And you can tell she hasn't bit into it because the trick about the game is, is you would think that if you could smell the jelly bean up close, that you could figure it out if it was the good or the bad jelly bean. And you can't, you literally don't know until like it really says where you have to literally try it to know if it's which flavor you're getting. And so you can see her, her thinking in this video and you can see her like she has really big eyes anyways, but 
you can see as her mind starts to think and she starts asking us questions like, well, what does spoiled milk taste like? Because she's trying to prepare herself for what's about to come. And you can't really explain spoiled milk. And so we're just telling her to try it. And you can see her like bite down on the jelly belly. And her eyes go from her, you know, cute big eyes to like 50 cent size, dollar size eyes. And you can see her panic at the taste of what she had, which was spoiled milk. And in the video, she runs off and um, we were, of course, all laughing because it was really funny. But she was brave enough to try this game, to try this jelly bean. And she did. And only to find out that the choice that she made wasn't the toasted marshmallow, but it was the spoiled milk. And to her credit, a simple four-year-old, almost four-year-old little brain of hers, she was just so brave and willing to try something she didn't know if the outcome was going to be good or bad. And I think we all find ourselves at a point in our life sometimes that we have to be brave about something that we have to do, whether it's trying something new, whether it's moving, or maybe you're getting a new job, or maybe you're facing an illness, or going to school, or just life, right? Life can be hard, and sometimes we have to be brave with just our daily things that we have to go through. And so why is it so hard to be brave sometimes? It is for me, um, and I'll talk about that later, but I specifically the last few months, um, I have found myself trying to be brave. And I have had a few setbacks um, with my vision, and I have had a few doctor's appointments, and this may sound really silly, but for whatever reason, it has just like thrown me for a loop. But I have been knocking things over that are in my peripheral view and spilling things and knocking things over. And um, for example, I was at Walmart, which luckily I live really close to Walmart. So that is like a really good thing. But I was at Walmart um, and I was grocery shopping. And usually I do delivery, which is another tender mercy of technology of today is that I most of the time get my groceries delivered um, just because it's just easier for me and I don't run into the problem that I ran into. But I was pushing my cart and there was a lot of people there that day, um, which tends to make me a little bit anxious, I guess, with I just don't want to hit anyone with my cart. And one of the hardest things about having um, a disability when it comes to vision is people look at me and wouldn't have any idea that I am losing my vision and that I'm going blind and you would have no idea. And so I am extra cautious when I go places, especially if I'm by myself. I usually try not to be by myself, at least as of lately. Anyways, I was going down the aisle and a lot of people were there and sometimes they have little like kiosk things in the middle of the aisle and I was more worried about hitting someone than hitting, I guess, the kiosk. And anyways, the next thing I know, I like ran into this kiosk and everything fell off. And 
I was just sitting there and like in that moment, I like, I just wanted to like leave my car and like run as fast as I could. Cause I was so embarrassed and I'm not going to sit there and explain to someone what happened. I ran over some cans and now they're all over the floor and how come? And, and so I pull my car over and I just like, I feel so defeated and I start placing stuff back and um, this sweet lady saw me and she came over and, um, instead of, I mean, obviously she's not going to be like, why did you hit these cans? I, which, well, luckily she didn't cause that would be embarrassing, but she was so sweet and was like, are you okay? And it took everything in me, um, to not just start crying and burst into tears and be like, no, you know, and I'm about to tell you my whole life story, but instead I just said, yes, I'm okay. And thank you so much for helping me. And I really appreciate it. And, and so it's those little things, right. Um, that have just gotten, gotten to me and have made me, I guess, anxious is the best word I can use. And so I have found myself, um, what's a good word. I just, I, I haven't felt brave and it's hard for me when I'm doing a podcast and, and trying to, to tell you guys, yes, be brave. Um, that's what you should do when I am struggling with that. So this podcast is for me and hopefully it is for you too. But hopefully if you're feeling, if you're, or you have felt ways where you have felt maybe broken and not brave, or you felt defeated and not brave, and I totally get that, that we're in this together. And I totally understand that place of feeling defeated and not that you should give up or anything like that. But I understand that that is value to just to understand and to experience and recognize that, yes, you feel this way and it's okay to feel this way. But just like I've said in podcasts before, not to stay in that place. So I looked up a word. I've done this a million times, but I love to look at words, look up words and to look them up and see what they mean and different definitions, because I'm realizing the older I get, there's a lot of different definitions for a word. And so one definition that I found that I just really loved how they defined what brave was and really stuck out to me. They gave it three definitions. And the first one was, was having strength to stand up over and over again. And then the second one of the definition was courage in the face of fear. And the last one is resilient. And I love, I love all those, those definitions. And so that is what I'm going to choose to do. And I'm encouraging you and hoping that you will join that with me and know that we can do this together and that we can be brave together. And so whatever you're currently struggling with, will you be brave with me? Um, I hope you said yes. And if you're thinking about it, that's okay. But hopefully you'll end up on the yes side. And so after you make that commitment that yes, that you're willing to be brave, how do we do this? What does this look like? What can I do to help me be better at being brave in situations? And so the first thing is, is recognize that fear is always going to be there. 
And there's this quote by C.S. Lewis that says that he said, quote, peace is not the absence of conflict, but the ability to cope with it, end quote. And so in that same way, courage cannot be seen as the absence of fear. And in life, we are going to be going to a place where we might be scared sometimes. And that is the key to learn how to manage and face our fears. And so I wish I could have this magical recipe with good news of how to do this with managing our fears easily. If there is, please message me and let me know. I'm all ears. But there are ways that you can take step by steps. And I, like have many times before, have said how much I love step by step. And I love checking off my boxes. That just makes me happy. But in this, I want to just do a few easy steps to help you remember on how you can be brave in times of struggle. So the first step is that you have to make that decision. You have to decide, I have to decide to be brave. Nobody can do that for you. And decide that fear is not going to control you and try to see it. And again, I'm talking to myself, you guys, try to see it as an opportunity to grow. Um, The second one step that I want to mention about trying to be brave and how how you can do this is remember the times when you were brave. Now, if anyone knows me, I am not brave. (laughs) I really am not like, I'm not, I don't like heights. I am not super adventurous. Um, flying in a plane eh, that's not my most favorite thing to do. So you could say that I always err on the side of caution. However, and maybe you are too, or maybe you're super adventurous and you are just automatically brave with certain things. So maybe you've climbed a really tall mountain. Maybe it's you've asked for a race for work, or maybe you have just getting up in the morning um, to face your date. That is brave, right? And so think about those times when you're able to break free from your fears for a moment and those moments where you were able to conquer your fear and you felt powerful and you seriously felt like you were on top of the world. And I know for me, when I felt those that moment of I did it or I completed it or I did something hard, it's almost like you can breathe. It's like a free feeling. And so... Remember, remember those times when you have done something that was hard and or that required you to be brave and conquer your fear and don't dismiss it. Remember how you felt and know that that it's possible to do that again. Um, The third step, and this is a tricky one, you guys, is count on others. And again, this is a hard one for me, um, asking for help. I don't like asking for help. However, this is a really important part of conquering your fears and being brave. And so I want you to do something with me. And this is one that we're going to do together. So repeat after me and I'm going to do it twice. It's fine to ask for help. Okay, so you're going to repeat that for me. You can say it to yourself. If you're driving in your car, say it out loud. It's like freeing to talk to yourself. But we're going to say this together. It is fine to ask for help.
And so using somebody's help is not a sign of weakness. For some reason, it feels that way. Um, It feels helpless. It's a helpless feeling, I think, sometimes. And these last few months for me, I have had to ask many people for help. And it's really hard for me. Um, There was a few times where I literally would have rather walked seven miles to an appointment than ask someone to give me a ride because one, that's how stubborn I am. And two, I don't like asking for help. And so I have had to open up myself and let my guard down and let people in and ask for rides for myself to appointments or as simple as getting to my car at night because I can't see. And it's probably one of the most humbling things that sometimes we're have like we have to do in our life is when we have to ask for help because we can't do it ourselves. And there's been one thing that I've learned in this process is how willing and how loving people are that are around you and your support blocks that you have. And what's pretty amazing is that when you are willing to open up and ask for help and let people in and then accept the help, because that sometimes happens, people, your people that are around you are going to want to help because they love and care about you. And I've seen that countless times. And that has been one of my many tender mercies that I have seen is the willingness of people to be willing to help. And so when you're willing to do this, you guys, when you're willing to open up, ask for help, and then accept the help, that is a situation where you can count yourself as being brave. And the last step that I just want to touch on real fast is that you are and I am a lot tougher and braver than we think we are. And I know that we all have gone through something hard and daring and trying and in our lives with these moments, but we usually don't credit ourselves for them. And so I want you to take just a second and think of a moment when you felt like you were brave. And it doesn't have to be a big moment. Um, most of the time, honestly, they're probably more small moments than big ones. Um, for example, maybe having a hard conversation with someone at work. Um, if you if you go to high school and you're listening or you have kids or grandkids that go to high school, that is brave. Talk to them about what they do at high school or school in general. Um, middle school, that's brave. These kids are brave. Um, maybe it was something helping others or standing up for a friend or helping someone in need. That's being brave. Um, another brave thing that's been happening at my house is um, a few of my kiddos are getting braces and I've never had braces. And so I have a hundred percent compassion because I don't know how it feels to have braces, but I think you have to be brave because it's much easier to sit in the chair at the orthodontist and watch from afar and be like, oh, yes, you know, good luck with that. But having that compassion, oh my goodness. So whatever your thing is in your life, brave, seeing how you are brave is everywhere. It's in everything. You're brave in everything that you do. And so I want to go back to where we started at the beginning of the Ben Boozled game and that jelly bean game that I talked about 
can be like life. You don't know what life is going to bring you or even taste like. And just like for my four-year-old at the time when we were playing that game, who got spoiled milk, which was terrible and awful, and she went and spit it out in the trash, I thought that moment of how bad it was would keep her from playing the game again. It didn't. And she was willing to try and be brave again and again and again to see if she would have something better the next time that she tried. And so the same is with us, you and me. And I've realized that um, we have to choose to be brave. And it sounds so simple, right? We have our choices. And it's harder to do sometimes than others, especially when we're going through something hard. But I've learned that as I continue to navigate through my changing vision or as you continue to navigate through whatever hardship or trial or something that scares you in your life, that I'm going to have to be brave. And I've decided something, um, and this might help you too, that it's okay to be scared. And it's okay because being scared means you're about to do something really, really brave. And you're acknowledging that. And so this week, I always like to leave you guys with a challenge. And so this week, what is something that you can think of that could potentially come up? Maybe you already know um, that's going to require you to be brave. Um, the For me, the first thing that came to mind when I was thinking about this was um, I, a few weeks ago, received my blind cane and I literally opened it up and put it in my purse and that's where it's been for the last few weeks. And so I am going to bring it out and start practicing with it. And this may not sound scary or it may sound really simple, but for me, it's when I go to get this out, this becomes like a reality check in my brain of what is coming for me. And this might be the same for you. Maybe there's something going on, whether it's work, school, home, life, wherever, that requires you to do something hard and not easy. And and it may sound easy to me or to someone else, but it's extremely hard for you and it's going to require you to be brave. Just know that whatever that is that you need to do, that we, you and I, and everyone that listens to this, we can be brave together. And I know that with all of my heart. So let's do this. Can we? Can we be brave together this week and moving forward? And as simple as that sounds, we can do it. And I know that we can. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's so good to be back. And we'll see you guys next time.